Welcome back to the Rich Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Rehan Ihan. It's good to have you here. If you're a new timer, welcome. If you're a returning customer, welcome. Good to have you back. So today's topic, and uh, I'll put this into like a subtopic category as Leadership 101. And the first topic within this category is about staying calm in situations that I think most people won't stay common just because it's it's either chaotic, there's a lot happening, it's an emotionally sensitive situation, um, anything where emotions are typically running high. How do you stay calm, especially if you're really a part of that situation and might even be leading that particular situation? So with that, I'll bring it back to my first story of the evening. And it actually happened recently. It was a few days before New Year's. I went out to dinner uh, with a friend at a fairly nice restaurant in the area. And it's a Mexican restaurant. And I typically go there because their margaritas are absolutely incredible. They're a little overpriced, but I don't think they're overpriced because they're just freaking good. And I had a few that night, as I should. So at some point in the evening, this is late. It was a later reservation, but we were also there for, for a bit. At some point, I get the check and I told my friend, you know, I'm going to just cover it and, and, you know, you can pay me, pay me back later. And so it's just one card uh, that, that we put down. So I put down my card. The waiter comes by, takes the card. At this point, I'm fairly tipsy. I'm having a good time. I'm feeling good. And the check comes back. I sign off on it, you know, as, as one would. And, you know, I close the checkbook. But something feels off. I'm like mid-conversation with my friend and I realize it's like I think our bodies, especially if you do go out to eat fairly often, our bodies are like instinctively used to the whole transaction process of like taking out your card, putting it down, getting it back, signing it, and then putting your card back into your bag, pocket, or purse, right? And I realized that I was missing a part of that process, which was putting my card back into my purse. And so I start to panic. For a second, I'm like, oh, wait, I don't remember doing that. And so I pause my friend uh, as she's mid-sentence, and I'm like, okay, I just got to look for my card real quick. And I look through my bag. I empty it out a couple of times, which is like just protocol. You think you're going to find something on like the fourth dump of your purse. <laughs> you never do. And so I'm like looking through my bag. And at that point, I realized, okay, it's definitely not in my purse. It's, it's not a, a large purse either. And so I've come to that conclusion a few seconds or a few minutes in. Then I'm on the floor looking for uh, looking for the card. This place had couch cushions that I was sitting up against, and so I started to look between the couch cushions. The waiter comes out, and you know I let him know what's happening. He brings out this little handy flashlight that they all have, and he's like, he doesn't even do like a proper like look through. He just does a little glance, and he's like, oh, I don't know. And he's like, I can check the cameras, and I can go back uh, into the kitchen to see to see if there's anything there, or just whatever the cashier is wrong. Something switches, and I'm like, okay. Regardless of how I feel right now, I can schedule that in for tomorrow morning and I can deal with those emotions later. Right now, what do I need to do? I need to rule out all of the things that I that I can think of in regards to where my credit card and, and you know, just my card, all of this might actually be and what might actually be happening here. And so I try not to um, I'm gonna mess up this word, cat, cat, catastrophe. <laughs> it's like catastrophe but the act of something being a c catastrophe. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that word. And it's, it's something that uh, is typically talked about 
in the mental health community, right, where you can think of like the, the worst situation possible and your mind is already assuming that that's definitely happening. It's something that I think is really common with mothers and their children because they're just like, ah, they're out in the world, they're going to die. And it's like, that's not, that's not true. <laughs> There's unlikely chance of that, right? And so I try to not let my own anxiety also take over too, which is a part of that emotional experience. I thought to myself, okay, what could actually be happening here and what can I do right now to ensure that one, they're aware that this is an issue because I'm not finding it here and I'm fairly confident at this point after doing all these checks in my own space that I'm that I'm at within the restaurant that nothing's here. And I want to make sure that they know that there's an issue, but I'm not going to yell at them. I'm not going to fight anybody. I'm not going to argue. Why? Because my only objective here is to get my card back and to not have any additional charges on it. That's it. If I can have that, I'm fairly happy right now. And that's all that I was looking for. I wasn't looking to make a point. I wasn't looking to start an argument. Um, and I'll kind of go through the story as to the other things that I've done after the fact. But that was the sole, that was the only thing that I was focused on. I wasn't focused on anything else that could have grabbed my attention in that moment. Like um, I think it naturally would. And so I'm standing there. I'm standing there and I'm giving a mean stance. I call this my Scorpio moon stance. <laughs> this is my, I mean, I mean business stance. Like y'all have my card. I'm not going home until I get my card or some sort of explanation or something that gives me a peace of mind that I can go home and know that there aren't going to be charges on, on my card. And they're cleaning up. Like literally, this is not where I, this is midnight now. Standing there for a half an hour making eye contact with anybody that works there and explaining to them what's happening. Um, and at some point, the waiter comes back after standing there, again, for a half hour, and explains, or actually just doesn't even explain. He just gives me the card and laughs. I think he was just really uncomfortable with the situation and didn't know what to say to me or just being weird. And I'm like, okay, thank you. And I'm getting my bag ready and I just want to go home. I don't want to talk. I just want to go home. But as he's turning away, um, my friend, who <laughs> I love her, but she was she was on this emotional roller coaster on the side here while I was just like laser focused on getting my card back. And so I think the one <laughs> I even told her this, so it's not mean. The one good thing she had said in this entire rant that she was kind of going on and everything was happening was asking him, hey, what actually happened? I was like, actually, that that is a good question. Like, I do want to know, even though I don't have it in me right now to, to ask or to really talk too much is because I have been drinking, even though this, this was quite literally a sobering experience. <laughs> I was immediately back to being focused, but he had explained that it was stuck in the card reader. At the end of that night, I was like, okay, you know, if if that's all that it is, I'll be calling tomorrow morning and I'll be having a conversation with a manager that's actually available to talk. And so we left and I'm happy. In that moment, I'm fairly happy because I have my card and I know that I have what I need and what I was um, waiting for, essentially. And the entire Uber ride back you know, the driver's like, he wants to know all the details. He wants to know the juice. And my friend's giving it to him. And I'm just sitting there quietly. And at some point, he starts to, like, give me almost like advice. I forgot what it was. I was just, like, just happy to have my card and just basking in that. But he had said something like, you know, you should have said this. And you also should have said that. And I was just like, you know, I handle it well. And I'm happy because I have my card and there are no charges I checked. And that's it. <laughs> that was it.
And they just, you know, they kept going. And I think it's natural to want to like really, you know, dive into that. And I think people bond over almost like these, I'll call them like kind of dramatic experiences on a day-to-day basis. And I, I do think it's very normal. But as a leader, it, it, I think it's really important to never give into it. Your job is to stay composed. Your job is to stay calm and focus on the problem at hand and getting to the solution and also recognizing what the solution actually is. The solution isn't, I want to talk to a manager and I want to say this and say that. The solution is, I want my card. And if I have to handle the, you know, the details, everything else that comes with that later, I will. I'll make a phone call, I'll come in person and I'll do that. But it's midnight. I've been drinking. I just want my card so I can go home. And I just, I wanted to share that story because... I think that that skill, especially if you're listening to this and you're in your 20s, that skill can go really far, man or woman, because this is money that we're talking about, right? Like this isn't someone came to my table and they gave me the wrong drink and now I'm complaining about the fact that they brought the wrong drink to my table. They can go in and they can fix that. If you guys actually had lost my card and let's say you dropped it along the way and someone picks it up and now I've got thousands of dollars charged in my card. I think that's fairly realistic, by the way. At a busy restaurant, absolutely. That's a big deal. <laughs> and so I'm trying to figure out what really is important here and not give in to the things that are just, again, dramatic that in some situations could be fun to really think about. But when you're in it, it just is not helpful and you actually can get yourself into more trouble. And so how do you save yourself in those situations, right? It's really being able to say, again, what's important and what's not. And whatever is just not important, if you feel even like the urge to like want to figure it out, the urge to yell at somebody, to be angry, I would honestly take out my phone and schedule like 30 minutes in the morning or even like at night in the Uber ride home, whatever. The point is after you get what you need, after the problem is actually solved, that's when you can actually react instead of what you're doing right now, which is just responding when you're in the situation. It's just it puts you in in such a in such a situation where you're not losing control. You're getting what you need. Everything is is handled as it should. Like this really becomes a valuable skill when you think about all the responsibilities that you have and what's at stake. And so if you can stay calm even in the midst of something being emotionally just like all over the place, then you're able to just make sure whatever needs to get done gets done. I'll just keep saying it because that has allowed me to just be effective. And I walk away knowing that, okay, the job job got done. And in a way, it's kind of emotionless. But then later on, I'm like, oh, wow, that actually did suck. And I let myself feel whatever comes up. And sometimes nothing comes up. But other times it does. Like I'm a woman who feels a lot. I've got so much emotional depth to me. But it's a superpower to be able to say, okay, I'm going to just turn that on and turn that off as needed. Because I want to make sure that I'm going out in the world and I'm putting my best foot forward and I'm not emotionally reacting to things. I think another example too, before we wrap things up here, is if somebody comes up to you when they say something mean or something rude. Now, I'm not, I'll say I'm good at this 95% of the time. With everything else, it's like 100%. Like I am just like stone cold, whatever needs to get done, gets done. But, (laughs) so growing up in New York, and this is where the New York in me kicks in, growing up in New York, Man, if I held the the subway doors for you and you didn't say thank you, mm, mm. <laughs> I waited for those doors to close. 
even at that age, I waited for those door doors to close and I would yell, you're welcome. <laughs> so sometimes it's needed. Sometimes it's needed. But those are more, I'll call them playful situations. In other scenarios, it's, it does, it does hit me and I take a second and I'm like, okay, like what, what do I really want to say here? Or what do I really want to do? Do I just walk away and just know, okay, you know, they've got nothing on me. This, this has nothing to do with me. Maybe they're just having a bad day. Uh, maybe I did, I don't know, bother them in some way. Who cares? I didn't do anything wrong. I like, I like, uh, talk to myself a little bit, right? I tell myself, wait, did I actually do something wrong that could have potentially bothered them? Like something disrespectful that I'm just like not aware of, but usually that's not the case. You know, usually they're, they're just judging. And if they're just judging, it's easy for me to walk away because I know that I did not do anything wrong. And that's just their whatever bias and opinion of me based off of how I look and my age or whatever it might be. But I do know lots of people, they don't have that, I'll call it a muscle, really, because I think you got to train it, you got to practice, and you got to be, you just got to be really comfortable with yourself. I think anybody who still um, really gets a lot of, whether it's validation or, you know, they just take people's opinions seriously, I think those tend to be the people that react most often, even if they're not someone who usually would react to things. But when it comes to like people's opinions and judgments, they're more reactive. And it's because th their ego has been hit naturally. But there's a way to fix that. And that's just building your own self-esteem and really being comfortable with yourself and your entire identity and knowing that if I'm always at least trying to do the right thing with people and I care about my own integrity, then they've got nothing on me. You know, they've got no real ammo. It's just them projecting in a way and, and protecting their own biases and opinions, like I said. And so I, I hope that helps you understand really just where that's coming from, if that is you, right? It, it usually is. It comes back to I'm not too comfortable with myself in this particular way. And that's a really hard realization to come to, by the way. Like, I'm not saying that just to say that. I think like it takes really looking within and saying, hmm, like, do I like, do I really think I have no power? Um, do I really think that that person potentially is right? Because I think the only reason that I've ever reacted is because, I, let's say if I held the door for them at the, <laughs> at the subway um, or on the subway, it's almost like, why did I just give my energy to that person? And so it is a little bit of a power trip, right? It's like, I gave my energy away and I didn't get anything in, re in return. And I had to look within myself, right, to say, eh, that doesn't really matter. That's just New York, <laughs> you know? Nothing's really personal when you're able to really, like, take a step back and dissect it. In the moment, it is hard. But if you do that enough, then when the moment happens, you're actually able to catch yourself. And that's why this is important. Being able to be aware of what's happening and letting yourself feel it but saying, you know what, I actually don't have a proper reaction to this. I'm going to let myself respond in just a neutral way and in private come back to what this actually means and what I could have done and what I would want to have done. That gives you so much power in that situation and it allows you to have more of a peace of mind because you don't want to go to bed thinking about, oh, I remember what that girl said or what, what he did. I can't even believe it. That's just a waste of energy and a waste of sleep. You're supposed to rest. Don't take that to bed. And kind of brings me to another story that actually happened with a friend a few years back, like that exact <laughs> scenario with uh, going to bed thinking about a situation. So we were 
it was um we were on campus i'll just say that we were on campus and we were coming back from an event uh, or a party and we had these like two dollar minivans that went back and forth um between campus to the bars and on the ride there there was a girl that was shouting about like alumni is being um alumni alumni being annoying and you know they should get off campus whatever and i'm sitting in the car i'm an alumni in this situation my friend's not even one i'm an alumni and i'm like you know what she's drunk and that's really what it was like people say dumb stuff when they're drunk and my friend got super reactive over it and then another girl in the car naturally it's like this chain reaction of people just like to bond over these things and so it's natural but also like even in that moment and that was like maybe five years ago now i was like it's not worth it you know what i mean like i don't care i'd rather focus on having fun we're about to go to a bar about to go out and really enjoy ourselves i don't want to take any of that energy that's negative there's a negative charge to that situation with me as i'm about to go out but whatever we go out and my friend doesn't bring it up doesn't talk about it after the fact and so i'm like okay cool whatever she just wanted to chat about it and get over it that's fine then we go back to her place uh, the next morning we wake up and she's just like, I still can't believe that that girl said that about alumni, alum, alum, alumnus, alumni, whatever. And I was like, wait, you're still thinking about it? <laughs> like, we just had so much fun. And you woke up thinking about that. Like, she interrupted your peace. You let her interrupt your peace and your sleep. Never, never, ever, ever, ever let anybody interrupt or ruin the opportunity for good rest we had a good time you let her take that away from you that's a choice even if she didn't completely snatch it away from you you let her get into your psyche like you got to protect this this space you got to protect your energy because you want to have a good time she doesn't even know you she doesn't know me she doesn't know any of us you know what i mean that's just a stranger yelling and if anything is getting to you, that really just means that, like, it's either you like drama, which I think is very common with day and age. That's also another thing. But typically, if you do like drama, it's because you need to feel like there's something happening that could potentially threaten your own peace of mind because that might actually be triggering something from your own upbringing. Not to bring up childhood issues, but I'm just going to put that out there. Because I think, you know, I grew up with a mother that was fairly calm and a father that was also fairly calm. And just looking up to them in a way where I'm like, well, they never really lost their shit and they seem pretty happy. So why not? <laughs> why not just stay calm? And so I feel like if you've seen a lot of that growing up, then you think it's normal. And it, because it feels good in the moment, right? The ego wants to argue. It wants to say something back. It wants to give a reaction and have a reaction. It's like you are actively giving your power away as you're thinking that you think you need to one up on this person because that's what's going to make you powerful. The most powerful person does not react. They might respond, but they do not react. Even when I really think about it, we didn't drink too much. But if she had drank a, a you know a good amount, I'd be like, you know what? She's also drunk. Like, <laughs> and it's not to excuse people who are drunk, right? I hope you you understand that that's not where I'm getting at. But people just they they don't have a conscious, right? Like they're they're just reactive because everything's numb and they can just say whatever comes out of their mouth. And it's just on you to just not take it. And if you can remove yourself from the situation, remove yourself. Like that girl was literally getting out of the van as she was saying it. So she literally removed herself and we could just move on. 
but if you can't move on it's because you're looking to like to to make sure that they know that you have more power that they know that you know they can't get away with it when really it's like let them get away with it and move on separate yourself if you have to bring it up to a higher up for whatever reason that it is do that take more effective action that actually allows them to face a consequence if you really want to do something about it. Arguing, yelling at them, trying to get back at them in a way that's just like this game, that's exhausting. Like really exhausting. I hope you have more important things to do <laughs> than to entertain that. To watch it on TV, maybe that scratches your itch. I'm not judging. But to actively engage in it in your like real life, I really think that it it just takes away your peace. It takes away your peace and it takes away your power. And those are two things, peace and power, that you have so much control over in terms of how it actually is experienced in your life and just never let anybody take that away from you, even if it's for a night, really. Um, you don't want to lose sleep, quite literally, over that. That is all. Have a wonderful week, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode of the Rich Soul Podcast. And like usual, I'll see you next Sunday. And Happy New Year. Mm -hmm. And that is all. Love you all so much. Have a great night and I'll see you soon. Bye.